exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. Pestered and not um, bothered. Yeah. And uh, it's a fine line, but... I, I hope the lawsuit gets thrown out. I think it's I think it's dumb. I uh the lawsuit for the for the phrase so gay is beyond ridiculous. I do um, I do have a breaking development. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. It looks like it's a, a, a secondary school child which which makes this a totally different ball game actually oh, secondary. So like high school? She is a high school freshman All and right. uh first amendment rights by, you know, and these are in different courts they've been, you know, muddied up, but in high school or in any school situation not you know, including college, uh, your First Amendment rights are determined by the principal or whoever's uh, in charge, the so supervisor. That, yeah, that does make a difference. Uh, so the case that they are, you know, suing about is basically saying how much of the First Amendment rights does a student have in school. So that's what the the claim is about. It's not really about the word. Okay, if that's the case, then it shouldn't. Then that student, if they're going to get in trouble for it, that's fine. Um, but they shouldn't have a law pending lawsuit over <laughs> it. There should be no money exchanging hands because the term "so gay" uh, left or left. Look, I ninety nine percent of the time, um, a lot of the time, people say that it isn't. It can be derogatory. I'll give you that. It's no N word for sure, but it's yeah. still like I don't know. Why can't people just have a just relax and not everybody is such a victim where anybody says anything, everybody has to take such personal offense to everything because everything is a direct attack on everyone. I I would say though in a school setting such as that I, I can agree. understand how I the totally administration agree. you know I totally would, agree would take that a hard line that it, I, but, I think in this case the lawsuit because it was in the school is one thing I think if it was outside of school uh, the lawsuit would be ridiculous yeah See, but that's okay. the thing is the lawsuit um, charging forward based on the administration or is it charging forward based on the uh, the student who the lawsuit is coming from the girl who said that's so gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, a sued. girl said that? Yeah. Oh, um, really? And uh, it's uh, she is suing the school for basically violating her First Amendment oh, rights. Well, okay. So it's I the see. opposite of what we were thinking. I, I think. see. Okay. Well, it's, it's, uh, you really don't have any rights in high school, so. Um, still, she shouldn't win any money. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I've more, I don't know, you, you have to realize all our four listeners of uh, Happy Hour here is there's four straight white dudes sitting at a table talking about this. So obviously, and one Japanese guy. And, yeah, who's uh, <laughs> living in Japan and in the future. Ghosty uh, in the fifth spot. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's take it for two cents. But honestly, no, I think I, people need to relax. I agree with you completely. I mean, I... You know, like you were saying about the N-word, it's completely offensive, but yet what makes this country great when it is great is that we can talk about anything we want, and that should be protected in the school setting. I'm with all you guys, too. So happy hour, huh? Yeah. Wow, this is really happy. No kidding. Super happy. All right, let's <laughs> let's move on. Uh, let, let, there's uh, many happy things and uh, interesting things to talk about. Uh, for those of you who don't notice, you know I love to go on my tirades, uh, my pro-steroid tirades. Uh, if you haven't paid any attention, um, and, and just for the... Uh, 
for the consensus. If you're over the age of 18, you're a consenting adult. You can put whatever the hell you want into your body. Uh, I'm not going to say anything that's bad. Um, uh, specifically steroids where there is absolutely no science backing up the claims that it will cause cancer, heart disease, and everything else. Uh, as many as many times as you hear that in the news, you can go on the Medline, you can look in the AMA. There is no science on uh, anabolic steroids causing any of that stuff. So until that comes out, I have no problem with steroids. Now, uh, as you will notice, the Internet is a wonderful thing, and you can get many things online uh, via online pharmacies uh, on the Internet. As an example, you can go on and get a multitude of benzodiazepines, all your Valium, uh, Xanax, and uh, Klonopin that you could ever want without a prescription. Uh, and this is all within the country, by the way. Uh, you can also get uh, all the, the uh, Viagra, Cialis, uh, and everything else. Oh, yeah, else. my email tells me I can get that about, oh, 250 times a day. My yes. email tells me I need it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it, it says. Sure does. And it misspells it with, like, a one where the I should go. That's right. So uh, there's also a pretty large uh, market for uh, online uh, pharmacies as far as steroid goes. And uh, a big pharmacy in the uh, pharmacist in New York got busted. And the reason this was a big deal is their client list has some pretty big names on it. Nice. Uh, featuring uh, our ver- uh, our, one of our favorite uh, steroid abusers, uh, Jose Canseco, on the steroid. Evander Holyfield on the list. Wow. Uh, Real deal. Ronnie Coleman, uh, which is, uh, there's actually two uh, professional bodybuilders on there. Ronnie Coleman was the uh, Mr. Olympia for the past like eight years. And if anybody is blown away by the fact that a pro bodybuilder is on the juice, <laughs> uh, you need to go back to like third grade. Uh, but uh, also on there, uh, Danny Bonaducci. Oh, oh go well, fix. He, he talks about it, doesn't he? Man. He does. Let he me does. just put this out there. Breaking Bonaducci, there's no better television on earth. Well, I'll tell it you what. riveting. I will tell you what. Speaking of Danny Bonaducci, uh, this takes us right into our next story, believe it or not. Uh, the Impact has a vast and uh, a illustrious past and alumni uh, spread throughout the country, and we have a number of our alumni that go straight to the uh, Los Angeles area because that is where a lot of the work is. So uh, one of our past uh, uh, past Impact alum who graduated uh, probably two years ago, two years probably. ago now, uh, Lance. Uh, he uh, he got a, himself a job at CBS Radio, uh, working on the Adam Carolla show, <clears throat> and uh, he ended up he was working as an editor. He ended up in the uh, spot as the, what is coined as the dump guy in uh, in professional radio. Basically, what the dump guy is is the uh, FCC watchdog within the studio who has his finger over the uh, eleven second delay button. So if there's anything that's questionable, the dump guy dumps it and it never airs. So that that was Lance's job. Um, that is not exactly a very popular job. Um, I would imagine it's kind of tedious and you get to take a lot of naps if you're not too diligent. Yeah, well, it's, uh, let's just say that once you're the dump guy, you're not the, uh, the favorite person on the face of the planet or the, uh, host and the people on the show. Uh, I did talk to Lance yesterday and he gave me the okay to talk about all this on the air, by the way. So, um, just to put that out there. Uh, so the dump guy position is not a very good one, but, uh, it was a full-time gig and it was for a big name, big time radio show. And, uh, our boy Lance, the problem with the FCC is that, uh, as many of you recall, the whole Janet Jackson boob incident, gate. uh, <laughs> boob gate, is that what you called what, it? Which, gate, boob gate, which, but yeah, very nice. Uh, the, 
<laughs> that started off a phenomenon of uh, of uh, FCC fines and the like. So everybody is all freaked out about. Uh, I mean, there was even a time it was what, a couple years ago where they wouldn't air. Um, stations dropped out of airing Saving Private Ryan in its unedited form for oh. Memorial Day or something like they do Just every year. Just led to bland TV like the year after. Yeah, like, yeah. So. Um, Basically, it's up to the judge. The FCC does not define exactly what obscenity and um, vulgarity is to any extent. I mean, there's the seven, the seven words according to Carlin, uh, which uh, cannot be said on the air. But there's also a lot of other things that can be considered obscene or vulgar or what have you. So it's kind of the judgment of the person in in the seat of the dump guy position. Anyway. Um, basically what happened is Lance dumped something out, um, that I thought I, something I would have dumped out. Um, uh, Adam Grola got pissed off because it basically ruined the joke that he was trying to tell. And he got Lance on the air and they started going at it, at each other uh, on the air. And, uh, basically it led to, um, hostile environment for poor Lance and ended up on his last day there, uh, <laughs> They uh, they called him out. It was like first thing in the morning, and then Danny Bonaducci started calling Lance like a wuss and uh, telling him how you know he's Danny such Bonaducci a. Danny Bonaducci was on the show. Yeah, he's the he's full time co host of the show now. It's Danny oh. Bonaducci and Adam Carolla, and uh, started calling Lance a wuss and all these things about you know how just things that if I would have been there, I would have beat the hell out of that little redhead <laughs> ginger. Uh, he's on the juice, man. He's tough. Yeah, but he's like five foot nothing. Uh, and as On much juice, as that guy's, that means he's at least a foot taller, six foot. No, that's human growth hormone that gets you taller, not uh, not the juice. But anyway, uh, basically, Lance said, "Screw it, um, I quit. I'm not going to deal with this." Because, I mean, Adam Kroll and all those guys were basically calling him. They were calling him stupid on the air, and you know, it, for for the kind of job it was, Lance is a really smart guy who's really easy to get along with. Obviously, I knew I was the program director the the time he worked here at the Impact. So I knew how good of a guy he was. Then the best part is the next day when Lance didn't show up, they berated him on the air uh, that he left and how much of a wuss he was because he left and how how uh, Adam Carolla went off and how he needs to understand the chain of command and how dare someone in Lance's position even consider talking to the star host outside of the uh, outside of the show. Well, from from what you have said, Brock, it seems like. Uh, Lance wasn't in Adam Carolla's chain of command. Well, he's not because what it goes. He's the FCC representative. Well, no, he's not. No, he's not the FCC representative. He is an employee of the radio station, and thus under the guidelines of the program director, as is Adam Carolla. But because when you're someone that high profile and your ego is that big, um, you might as well be the boss. So So he he. Can you go into any detail at all without without being obscene on the air? Just so that I can get a little bit more insight. It seems like he got fired for doing. Oh, exactly he didn't get fired. What... He didn't get fired. He quit because oh, he, quit. he wasn't going to deal with it. Um, because he wasn't going to deal with being berated and and for what he was being paid, it wasn't uh, exactly worth it. So um, I, I really can't go into detail about what they were talking about, uh, and I don't want to you know bore our listeners with something that's happening four thousand miles away. Uh, but it, honestly, it ruined <clears throat> a lot of the times. I uh, I've I've met a lot of idols or rock stars and stuff. I've never been more disappointed than the people that are like music and stuff that I really like, and I meet them, and they oh, turn absolutely. out to be huge jerks, huge jerks. Like with They Might Be Giants, those guys, they were my favorite band in high school. I met them. They were the biggest jerks to me. I stopped listening to them altogether for like five or six years. Man, <laughs> I uh, beef will pipe in on this, I'm sure, Dr. Kilometer will, and uh, 
I was a, I am a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan, always have been. So I waited outside. This is in high school when uh-huh. everyone, you know, you get a band there on your wall in your room and everywhere. And so I wait outside in this 13-degree weather blizzard waiting for the Smashing Pumpkins to come out, shake hands with the audience. Everyone's uh, behind the barricade. Billy Corgan walks up uh, out from the backstage area, flips everyone off, says go home, and climbs on the bus. Nice. Oh, man, that's a great rapport. Nice. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I was at the uh, Jack Breslin Student Event Center watching the Counting Crows. Uh, man, this must have been eight years ago. Uh-huh. This is for the Recovering the Satellites Tour. Wow, yeah. Uh, I'm at watching least. Dog's Eye View, the opening <laughs> act. <laughs> Dog's Eye Adam View. Adam sits next to me uh in the on the floor and um we start talking about music and went backstage after the show and i actually had a bite of adam duritz's calzone really wow. cool guys yeah fan, so fantastic. The, the nice ones are out there too so poor lance uh dr kilometer is gonna chime in uh i was gonna make a joke about now you have some sort of disease or something like that but <laughs> dude Anna, that it. guy has dated some of the hottest chicks in hollywood oh, yeah. courtney oh, cox yeah. Jen, jennifer aniston yeah anymore uh, I've noticed in my years of radio, uh, that's the like the one for getting paid so crap, uh, crappily, uh, another uh, Brock word invention, you get some pretty cool perks in the world of commercial radio, and one of those is you get to hang out with rock stars, and generally it's like the inverse... Uh, the inverse rule of um, popularity or famous law in that the less famous a person is, the bigger a jerk they are. So, like, they might be giants. College crowd, they're huge. Everyone else, nobody knows who the hell they are. Uh, Big jerks. Anybody, um, who else was a huge jerk? Um... I can't even think, but the big names that were that are absolutely gracious, super nice: Marilyn Manson, Cheryl Crow, Sarah McLaughlin, uh, all the, uh, Rob Thomas. Uh, I'm I'm a big Rob Thomas fan. He yes. got me to break up with my girlfriend. It's fantastic. Uh, anyway, um, ex girlfriend. Well, yeah, my uh, one of my ex girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, that's so. what I'm talking about. That's right. So uh, anyway, poor <laughs> that, Lance. That's what smooth was written about. That's right. Out in uh, about me and my. Uh, Actually, I was looking on. Um, AdamRadio.wordpress.com is the, the official uh, yeah. Adam Carolla blog, and that has all the information about the altercation. If you, if you, the thing about the the thing that sucks is they only podcast the show back one day. But if you go, it's like odeo.com, odeo.com, or you have to search for it through Google. Google. There's one site out there that has podcasts from previous shows, and you can actually there. I'll show you uh, after the show where. The parts of the episodes where Lance and Adam get into it on the air. Yeah, it's uh, from February twenty fourth or twenty first. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that is uh, that's our boy out in L.A. So Lance, I know you're not listening right now, but uh, I wish you the best, and uh, you'll. Uh, he's also doing some stand up and stuff out there, so I think he'll yeah. do okay. Yeah, he'll do okay. So anyway, on to other things. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Can we just not talk about it? <laughs> Am I the only one that's worried about the NCAA tourney, much less the Big Ten tourney? If we can't go to Chrysler Arena and win, how how are we going to go? I, we can't beat Michigan at If home. you don't think we're one of the 65 best teams in the country, I think I think you're wrong. You know, Texas, Wisconsin, uh, you know, we had some pretty decent pretty decent wins. This season, yeah, but none on the road. We have one. We have one on a neutral floor, but we don't have any big wins on the road. That's the that's the deal. The Breslin, the, I think the Izone carries a lot of the games. Yeah, uh, in I, fact, I the, definitely, the, I definitely agree. You know, but yeah. there are a lot of other teams that don't have very good road records either. All and, right. Well, you know. 
Let's let's let us not uh, hope for a George Mason. Though I uh, I was uh, I was ecstatic last night. Usually I don't watch college basketball um, outside of Michigan State, but uh, I happened to catch the uh, Duke Maryland game, and Duke was behind, so I had to relish in the last couple minutes of watching Duke lose and Dick Vitale start to cry as he watched <laughs> Duke lose at home to Maryland, which was fantastic. Maryland is all a lot of times a big thorn in Duke's side, and. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, though, that Duke was down 10 points uh, with one minute left, and they came back versus Maryland 10 points. <clears> but <throat> but Maryland, all, a lot of times, Maryland screws up Duke's season, so I'm That's a big good. fan of the, the Terrapins. And it was good for us because, obviously, Maryland beat us earlier this year by not very much, and uh, they just beat Duke. And then Texas, whom we beat, uh, beat out uh, Texas A&M, who were ranked like 6th or 5th or something uh, last night as well. And Texas I, is still ranked. Uh, Texas is like, <laughs> what, 19? Yeah, double overtime. Uh, Texas, uh, Texas A and M was great. So, uh, basketball, Wisconsin game, our last uh, last regular season game uh, of the season. That's gonna be tough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I though I've seen um, I've seen on ESPN and uh, CNN and uh, Sports Illustrated sites that they have uh, MSU as a lock already, uh, and that was after the Indiana game. Uh, you need to send Neitzel some of your special bodega ephedrine. Yeah, I know, dude. That that poor kid. Uh, it shows you how what kind of a team we are without him, though. That's the scary thing. So, uh, at least right now, is he a junior. Uh, yeah, he is a junior. He'll be back next year. Next year, oh, we're gonna be so sweet. I think. I hope. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if we keep if we keep our players around, and uh, if we send uh, Goran Sutan back to <sighs> Durka Durkistan. Well. <laughs> First of all, Goran is from Lansing, you jerk. Uh, and, also known as Durka Durkistan. Yeah, Durka Durkistan. No, I, you know, those guys are great. I always, uh, whenever, um, those big guys are fantastic blockers, rebounders, uh, some great hook shots and the like, but uh, give them the ball and expect them to dribble around with it in uh, in the midst of traffic is always a worrisome sight. So Sutan's from Lansing, for real? He went to Eastern, I think. Yeah. I thought he's from, like, Slovenia or something. No, he's from Lansing. <laughs> <laughs> we can't quite get it's him on not, the radar. He's it's like a not just bomber. it's not just based on his name. I I wasn't no, stereotyping based dude, on he, his he's, name. He's from Lansing. He's right from here. All right. Well, good job for you, Sutan. Uh, Sutan, if you're listening, four three two three eighty nine three. Berate Doctor Kilometer on the air. I'll give you uh, full permission. So that's uh, that's pretty much uh, what I've got. Uh, what'd you guys do last weekend? I prepared remember? for my oh, yeah. marvelous dinner party with uh, Jeremy and his wife. I tell us about this because you were kind of going into this before we, uh, before the show started, and I was laughing because I'm like, oh, so it was just you and in, in the uh, Jeremy and his wife eating, and uh, apparently that wasn't the case. <laughs> well, sure, it's a it's a good story, I think. Um, well, as as we all know, uh, esteemed panel member Jeremy was uh, married. Um, back a couple months ago, and uh, four months ago, and the other the other morning, I said, "Oh, happy five month anniversary to my wife." She said, "You are a zombie. It is way <laughs> too early. It's only four months." I said, "Oh," but uh, but I, I, Jeremy and Amber to save money, they enlisted some talented uh, friends of theirs to help out with the wedding, photography, videography, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Music. Music, DJ. indeed, of DJ. course, being a DJ, the, uh, senior, senior That was my, uh, my debut as a wedding DJ. It was indeed. fantastic. Indeed. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, um, I, I didn't get to help out at that time, but as, far as, the, as part of the wedding gift, I told them 
that I wanted to use some of my talents and uh, and have that be a part of uh, of the wedding gift to them. So we we finally settled on a time after all these months that was good for all of us. And uh, I cooked Jeremy and his wife a, a delicious, I think, four course meal. Um, and did you do it in a maid's outfit? No, no. But I did but wear my. Chef's. I did have a <laughs> chef's smock on. Now. Tell tell the listeners who bought you that chef's smock. You did. <laughs> um, I had a chef's smock on, and I actually partitioned off my kitchen so that uh, Jeremy and his part. wife could not see me as I was toiling away. And um, it was basically just Jeremy and his wife alone in my dining room eating. And wow. we, we had some music on for a while, and then Amber shut it off. Wow. Um, <laughs> Wow. And music. And yeah, they just talked and occasionally I was the voice from behind the curtain and and uh it was it was really great. So is it kind of creepy seeing uh, the Dr. Kilometer silhouette behind a uh, curtain doing well, you, random you couldn't see it <laughs> the silhouette, but uh, we knew he was back there and we'd be talking about something and then every once in a while Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Or something okay. like that. <laughs> very nice. But it was a very, very good uh, meal. I had uh, what deconstructed fajitas and uh, wild mushroom soup and a wonderful cheese platter and uh, <laughs> oh really good dessert. And a orange vanilla cheesecake with uh, real Ghirardelli dark chocolate, <laughs> hot chocolate, wow. and fresh whipped cream. I can uh, just attest to that that cheesecake was everything he says it is. Yeah, I, I saw you uh, munching on it earlier. So. so, yeah, so that's what I did this weekend. I prepared for the lovely, my lovely um, date with Jeremy and his wife. It wow. was hot. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. It would have been better if you would have been in something skimpy uh, serving them. But my my pants had holes in them. That's, that's even better. Thanks. So that was obviously Jeremy's highlight of the weekend. And uh, we went to the MSU game, and the I, one that yeah, we won. I, I took Jeremy to the Indiana game, which was fantastic. Uh, at about halftime, I thought that there was no way that we were going to win that game, but it uh, turned out to be a pretty good one. Uh, I was so glad that uh, we were at that game instead of watching it and hearing Dick Vitale's voice. I can't believe that guy still has a job. Can anybody enjoy watching a game with that guy com- as a commentator? Seriously. I don't mind him so much, except when he goes on and on and on and on about Duke and Dukies and how great Coach K is and Duke, 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 Duke. Shut up, Dick. No, see, I, I, I can't even take it when he talks good about uh, talks good about his own and uh, state, but maybe that's just me. Pat, what'd you do last weekend? I had a pretty laid back weekend. Uh, Saturday night we played uh, Cranium Pop Culture, which if uh, you haven't played is just <laughs> one. Yeah. By the way, wildly uh, fun. When I say that I'm going to have people over after the game in future for future reference, don't sit down and watch some lame episode of Saturday Night Live, which hasn't been funny in the past oh decade or so. Oh man! And then decide that it's too late to come over when Saturday Night Live is over. That's right. I, I gotta go. <laughs> um, by the way, that episode of Saturday Night Live was the worst I have ever uh, seen. Exactly. And, ever. Yeah, I saw the beginning, and it was promising. You know, they had Dwight K. Schrute from The Office mm-hmm. on, who was Rain Wilson, and they had a nice little office uh, spoof at the beginning, and then just totally, like, knife and downhill. There was just nothing funny after that. The right. opening monologue, yeah, it was very well done and very clever, but after that, oh, yeah. it wasn't a yeah, single it was thing terrible. that was funny. And uh, I rewatched The Prestige, which I still give five stars. Uh, you guys missed out on Jeremy and I cracking the first bottle of rum that I brought back from the Caribbean. Oh, uh, banana rum from it was a Tortuga 
by the way, Tortuga banana rum. Sounds good. Uh, oh, yeah. It was very good. I have four more bottles. So. Did you wear eye patches? Uh, we didn't, but we drank Thongs. them out of pirate uh, shot glasses. So did that, you shave your legs together? Uh, we did. Uh, we did do that. And wax. Uh, bikini zones. <laughs> I got to go. Uh, so, yeah. So, in future reference, when I say I'm having people over, you damn well better. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, okay. Sorry, sir. Won't happen again, sir. <sighs> I appreciate it. So, uh, movies. Uh, big uh, top five. Ghost Rider, again, at uh, number one. Oh, surprising. Still haven't seen that. The oh. number 23 has been abysmal in the numbers. Here's an example, and we can talk about this because it's uh, not the cost of anything. Uh, Ghost Rider has been out for the same amount of time that the number 23 has, I think, hasn't it? Or is that a week difference? Uh, I think there's probably about a week, a week difference. there's a week difference. Even if there's a week difference, uh, Ghost Rider up to this point is at $79 million. How no- does that happen? The number 23 is at 14 14.6, and then you have to consider how much did Jim Carrey get paid to make that movie? So they're probably still in the red at this point. And I haven't read a single good review about the number 23 Not yet. a single the, good one. The teaser I saw looked not so good. Now, at number three, The Bridge to Terabithia. Number four, Reno 911, Miami. Yeah. Did anybody see it? Of course no. not. Uh, God forbid th- we be on a show that talks about movies, and yet nobody ever goes to see any movies. I love that. Uh, Norbit's still in at number uh, oh, five, oh, good. but uh, falling quickly, because that's been out for a few weeks, and that's uh, only at 74.8 right. mil. Here's the one I care about. Where is the astronaut farmer on that list? Uh, <laughs> it is not uh, on the list, but let's let's what? take a look at the uh, full box office analysis, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll see that uh, the... <laughs> Astronaut Farmer is is very uh, close up there. Uh, let's see. Number six, Music and Lyrics. Number seven, Breach. Number eight, <laughs> Perry's Daddy's Little Girls. Number nine, The Astronaut Farmer, grossing at $4.5 million. See, the thing is, though, is is that movie and Reno 911, were they both in wide release? Or is it limited release? Uh, it's still? at 2,100 theaters for The Astronaut Far- uh, Farmer. That's 2,155. Uh, and how is, many is it Ghost Rider at? Ghost Rider is at 3,620. Well, all right then. So it's not a full open. Uh, Reno 911 is only at 2,700 theaters and came in at number four. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I I like that show, but I didn't realize I had that kind of a following. Um, I think you'd be surprised. Uh, I lo- think I am. A lot of people talk about it. We had a... a, a uh, when uh, Arden Murine was on the show from uh, Mad TV about a month ago or so, uh, she had played a, a small role in uh, Reno 911, and uh, she was Miss, Rude, Miss Nude Reno runner-up or something like that. Said it was fantastic. Everybody there was great. Uh, now playing uh, Wild Hogs, uh, <laughs> which I can't believe that people... Um, any, uh, there's a reason it's not in the top five. That is, of course, the movie with John Travolta, William H. Macy, Martin Lawrence, and uh, who else is in it? Uh, somebody said the guy from Scrubs, the one uh, physician oh, from yeah, Scrubs. Oh, yeah, John C. McGinley. McGinley. He yeah. is in it. He plays he plays a uh, a really funny-looking cop. Wow. In it. Uh, Tim Allen, obviously, our, uh, our Michigan connection. Uh, his first role not as Santa Claus. Uh, for the for past a few years, besides playing superheroes, superhero Santa Claus and a, a bike, uh, a biker. So, oh, oh, don't forget uh, uh, Buzz Lightyear, astronaut uh, kind of thing. But that's kind of a super. Yeah, I guess it's superhero. Kind of... uh, the astronaut farmer, Amazing Grace, um, the number twenty-three, Reno nine one one, Days of Glory, uh, Premium Breach, which I haven't even uh, heard of, uh, nor the Bridge to Terabithia. 
if you guys um, have any of you seen Pan's Labyrinth yet? We it's didn't. On my we list. didn't talk about this last week. So good. I yeah, saw we it. We didn't talk about the Oscars, and it won a lot of Oscars. Yeah, we're talking about the Oscars later. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. I was. Uh, I took the old lady to see it. It was between. It was between Pan's Labyrinth and Ghost Rider, to be honest. Uh, and we decided on Pan's Labyrinth. Um, that wasn't a we. That was she. She decided. No, I really wanted to see Pan's Labyrinth. I swear. I, I, you mean is... you were saving uh, Ghost Rider for me and you? Yes, that's what that's I was what doing. I uh, we went. The theater was packed uh, with a bunch of artsy types, so I was kind of worried at that point. Um, when you see like old dudes and berets, you start to worry. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's uh, all in subtitles. It's all in Spanish. Uh, but it is a fantastic movie as far as, as the cinematography, the art, um, the, just the storytelling. Uh, you, within the first five or ten minutes, you don't even notice the uh, subtitles are right. there. Uh, it's what did you what did you think of it? Uh, first of all, about the subtitles, I think the subtitles added a lot to the movie by leaving it just as that and hearing everyone speak in Spanish. Yeah, um, it, it really added to the atmosphere. The storytelling, like I said, was amazing. The way the there there's kind of a I'm trying not to be a spoiler here, but right. there's there's a girl who's the main protagonist who creates a fairy tale kind of story in her head. And the way that story relates to the actual goings ons mm-hmm. of her life, goings ons nice. nice. of her life, um, is it's so intricate and you have to pay a, a little bit of attention to notice it. Um, very dramatic, very good acting. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. It yeah. won for makeup. It won best uh, best achievement in makeup. I, I do believe it, it, it is one. Of, it is the best movie I've seen this year thus far, it's, and I and I haven't seen very many movies last year, so it, it probably trumps. It's those beautifully as well. shot too. Yeah. The cinematography is really really cool. It is very good. So uh, it was, and in fact, I think it may still be playing. I'm not sure. It was at NCG and Celebration. I don't know if it is still at both. I'm sure Jeremy. Uh, with his nerd skills, can bring that up for and, us. Very by quickly. the way, if that fawn pan, if you will, shows up it's anywhere, the scariest yeah, looking yeah. thing. Like if I were a little girl, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a scary fawn. Opening this week, Black Snake Moan. Uh, names uh, the name. Did you see the name of uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character in this movie? No. Lazarus. Oh, good. Uh, because of course it's got to be something fantastic. He uh, the fantastic because we don't know a lot about this movie. We just know that uh, Christina Ritchie looks really hot in it, uh, and that it has Samuel L. Jackson and it has the word snake in the title of the movie. So uh, thus we are interested. The World-famous Hollywood.com synopsis, there was a time when Lazarus played the blues, a time he got Bojo's juke joint shaken back in the day. <laughs> then he got diabetes and now does <laughs> uh, now he uh Now he lives them. Uh, bitter and broken from a cheating wife and a shattered marriage, uh, Lazarus' soul is lost in spent dreams and betrayal, uh, betrayal's contempt until Ray, half naked and beaten, unconscious, uh, Ray is left for dead on the side of the road. Lazarus discovers her. Blah 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 blah. Uh, I think that uh, I think that uh, she looks fantastic in this movie. Um, although Doctor Kilometer disagreed for, with me at, for uh, at first, but now I'm I'm fully on your side. Justin Timberlake <laughs> also in this movie. Uh, just to uh, let you know, real quick, uh, did find Pan's Labyrinth that is playing in the area. Yeah, so, so uh, it is available. Um, I I highly suggest it. Uh, let's take a quick phone call. Uh, Impact Happy Hour, you're on the air. What's up? Hi there. Uh, no, I just was hearing you guys talk about Pan's Labyrinth, and I went to see that 
couple weeks ago, and there was only about four other people in the theater with me. Really? So, But really, they didn't have anything that was else appealing to me, and I hadn't heard anything or seen any teasers about it. And the title intrigued me, and I tell you what, I was blown away. When Pan first shows up to that little girl, yeah. like, I was ready to lose my board. <laughs> yeah. I was... I was so blown away. It's very scary. And let me tell you, uh, I'm a dude's dude for the most part, although I'm uh, a dork when it comes to stuff like Harry Potter and the like and comic book movies. You're kind of emo, too, a little bit. I'm not emo at all. Uh, I don't like CGI. I I don't like a lot of graphics and a lot of... Oh, you're you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, you... uh, I totally agree. Uh, Although, I'm going to have to disagree for the purposes of Ghost Rider. But, no, I I totally (laughs) agree. I didn't expect... um, I, I did not expect... I had heard very little about Pan's Labyrinth that just seemed something that uh, would seem good and I too was blown away and yeah the uh, fawn was one of the scariest things I've ever seen on the face of the planet right like somebody reached in my head and grabbed a piece of my nightmare and was like what about that oh sorry go ahead what what about that thing in front of the buffet? Oh, God. I know. Oh, my goodness. Let me let me just say, I will put this suggestion out there for those of you who imbibe. Do not go to this movie stoned. I'm telling you right now. It may yeah, seem like a good idea. And tell them that that's the dude who, like, is a, is going to get you if you do something bad. <laughs> I thought it was totally relatable, even to a child's imagination. Like, I wouldn't be afraid to show it to a young kid because it has such a that, like, huge imagination right on the screen oh absolutely like if if i was to say uh create a boogeyman i think that 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 character at the buffet table uh is pretty much about it and uh, everybody else in here is looking at me like wondering what the hell i'm talking about but uh oh wait yeah yeah is it obscene is the movie obscene (laughs) no the movie isn't obscene at all besides there's some really gratuitous violence which is fantastic yeah that's why i got its r rating i think (laughs) yeah uh, but it's World War Two, uh, and uh, all the anything that has to do with World War Two is fantastic in the first place. Uh, I think that was one thing that it brought to it that I was really appreciative to, of too is there was about four different storylines going on at the same time. Yeah, oh, it's very deep. I mean, there's the Spanish yeah. Civil War, uh, and, and you've got communist Spain basically. Midst, uh, they briefly talk about the uh, Americans land, landing at Normandy. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, so. and her family drama, and then her imagination. I mean, there's so many different stories. Anyway, it's yeah. great talking to you guys. Hey, thanks I for really love that movie. Oh, uh, thanks for uh, everybody should go see Pan's Labyrinth. Adding your input, and I I will force them at gunpoint. So <laughs> first girl who's talked to us in years. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for calling. So, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, a hearty two thumbs up from uh, the uh, one person listening, uh, besides uh, Gomyo, who's uh, listening in Japan. Uh, we should, future. at this point, make a list of uh, listeners. <laughs> so we can call them out by name. We, just, we can put it on our website. <laughs> we just need a five by nine chip paper. Yeah, nothing big, uh, just to put everything out there. Need one hand. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Black Snake Moan, uh, hitting theaters this week, full of it. The Zodiac, which uh, actually does look good. Uh, it is it, by the our same uh, the same director who of course brought us Fight Club, uh, David, David Fincher, Fincher. David Fincher. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Edwards, Brian Cox, uh, that crazy chick Chloe Sevigny or however you pronounce it, uh, plus a lot of other um, any movies about uh, killers or uh, specifically serial killers, um, as this is obviously a true story because the Zodiac killer was real in the San Francisco area. Uh, I look forward to seeing it, um, but I probably because the show requires me to see it, I probably won't for uh, a couple weeks. So. Uh, very quickly, other movies hitting soon. It is March. That means Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, 
in theaters in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Hills Have Ice 2, Pride, oh, no. uh, Rain Over Me, uh, which I just saw a trailer for, I think, uh, yesterday or so. That is the new one with Adam Sandler. Uh, have you seen, have you heard about it? Is it a comedy? It is not a comedy. It's a drama. This is a drama. And uh, how Adam Sandler decided to do this. Basically, it's this guy who runs, Adam Sandler plays this character whose entire family, he had a wife and kids who were all killed in 9-11. And, oh, yeah. It's got, um, uh, what's his Don, name? Uh, D.L. Hughley, right? Uh, Don Cheadle. Oh, Don Cheadle, yeah. From uh, Boogie Nights and uh, some other fantastic Hotel movies. Rwanda. Hotel yep. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Liv Tyler, Cicely Tyson, uh, lots of names. And I'm usually not a fan of uh, Adam Sandler movies, specifically his dramas, but this one actually looks like it might be good. I actually, um, now that you mentioned the actors that were in it, Brock, I do remember seeing an extended trailer for this during the Oscars, and I remember thinking... That it looks really good. You yeah. might not notice, actually, when you first see the trailer, you might not immediately recognize Adam Sandler because uh, in this movie he's pretty scraggly looking and uh, uh, showing his age. Or I, at least... I really liked Punch Drunk Love. Really? Do you disagree? Uh, I wasn't a fan. Uh, that I didn't think it was Spanglish great. Uh, or whatever the hell that was I called. I liked Spanglish a lot. Spanglish, I didn't give the time really? of day. It asked yeah. twice. <laughs> I liked Spanglish a lot. So uh, very quickly, we're going to have to take a break here momentarily. Other movies, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon no. movie film for theaters coming out April 13th. Uh, other March movies, Blades of Glory, I guess, uh, Skinwalkers. Uh, but, uh, but, but besides Rain Over Me and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, not a lot else coming out. Blades of Glory looks great. Have, do you know the premise of that movie? Uh, very Somewhat, but I'm not. Blades of Glory is, imagine... Um, Talladega Nights on Ice. That's what I yeah. It's got um, the actor that plays that played Job um, in Arrested Development in it. His name is uh, what is his name? His name is uh, uh, Will forget. Arnett. Will Arnett. Yes, ah, okay. thank you very much, okay. Mr. Crane. Um, Will Arnett in it. It's got his real life wife, Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. um, and it's got Jenna Fisher from The Office fame. She plays uh, Pam on the American version of The Office, nice. who is. Smoking nice. in the movie. I've Darling. seen pictures. Darling. Darling, indeed. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be just a really funny comedy. Uh, out on uh, DVD this week, Stranger Than Fiction, uh, Will Ferrell's movie that did not do well but got uh, fantastic uh, reviews. Much better than I thought it was. I was really entertained by that movie. Uh, Alexander, the final cut, uh, of course, Colin Farrell's uh, movie where you get to see Rosario Dawson completely naked. Uh, a Good Year. No also. wonder why it flopped. <laughs> Actually, um, uh, that's a pretty good scene. Uh, the, uh, the Return out on DVD. Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny out on DVD this week. If you have not seen that movie yet and you listen to The Impact... Uh, you need to stop listening right now because uh, you need to uh, you need to figure out what your priorities are. <laughs> you got to erase somebody on that list now. Yeah, oh, uh, you you need to figure out what your priorities are. I will tell you that it's better than you would expect it to be. Uh, for those of you who have you guys all seen it, it's on my Netflix queue. You haven't seen? Oh my god! All you out now? Uh, well. Uh, very uh, very briefly. Actually, why don't we take a quick break? When we come back, obviously the uh, last week, the Oscars, a big deal in Hollywood. Plus, if we have some time, we might have to push it back to next week. I wanted to talk briefly about some fantastic spring break stories that uh, we may have to share, but uh, that might be next week. So uh, we will uh, do that next. Stay tuned. It's right here on Impact 89 FM. 
You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student, is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, The Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now... Back to exposure. Welcome back to Happy Hour right here on Impact 89 FM. Oh, I, our poor uh, engineer David has to take the brunt. He, uh, for those of you who don't know how radio works, um, our engineer who pushes all the buttons also has to screen all the phone calls. And apparently the one thing that we can get a rise out of listeners <laughs> is uh, talking about uh, Goran Sutan and uh, <laughs> where he came from. And apparently uh, a couple angry people uh, shared their... Well, David, why don't, you, uh, why don't you share with us the uh, the anger of the listener uh as to where he uh what were we, no, we talking just had about? a few we had a few passionate uh spartan fans nonetheless and no. no well we were talking we well me i'll take full responsibility <laughs> i said that he should go back to dirk Dirkistan because you do not want sutan getting the ball in a in a critical situation in a game and uh, that's all dr kilometer by the way uh brock does not endorse these uh these comments on the air well, and then and then you said that he was from Lansing, and I. Well, just I thought he went you. to high school in Lansing. What did they say, David? Because uh, I I swear he went to Eastern. Uh, um, they had mentioned the high school Everton. The one Everett, of the guys that called in. It's Everett. Is yeah, it? there's yeah. that school right there, and he said that, I think he was from ba- he was from Bosnia. If I actually okay, whatever, I I, I, I knew he went to high school in Lansing, so um, I was partly right. And apparently, according to our listeners, Doctor Kilometer was totally wrong. <laughs> Which is totally fair. Four three two three eighty nine three. We appreciate any input. Uh, Impact Happy Hour. It's all one word. It's our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger. And uh, moving on. Uh, television was a uh, was a big week. Um, I'll briefly before we talk about the Oscars. I want to say that I read a book last night. And believe it or not, I can read. I've made it all the way through grad school oh, without having to learn to read. But I finally learned. Um, if you are an atheist or agnostic like I am, uh, the book A Letter to a Christian Nation by Sam Harris is a – it's not really a book. Is so It's like 90 pages. Uh, Sam Harris was a guy who wrote uh, The End of Faith, who was another book. It's a glorified um, pamphlet, it sounds like. It, well, what it is is The End of Faith was basically telling people how um, – uh, how illogical it is to be religious, and he got so many emails that he just started, uh, you know, and nasty emails. He just started writing a form letter uh, to reply to them all, and it just ended up being this ninety-page affidavit, basically. Um, and uh, his points uh, for me, I, you know, I, I'm cheering along with him. Um, I can't imagine too many Christians or religious people buying this book, but uh, it was something I don't pick a book up very often. Um, Surprise, surprise. Uh, but I did read it last night. Except and I was, for your diligent schoolwork, right? But, Dude. Um, 
I choose. I choose not to comment. (laughs) (laughs) So, so tell me, Brock, was this a book that you purchased or rented from the library? It's actually a a, a book I got for my girlfriend uh, for Christmas. (laughs) Gifted. Uh, no, no, no. She she's a rabid atheist, and uh, although I don't know if she needs that out on the air, but anyway, uh, the um, she uh, she really likes stuff like that, and I'm usually pretty. When it comes to that stuff, I'm not one of those screaming people who has to demand declare everything that they are wherever they are to whomever, you know. Um, <clears throat> like if you're in a ceremony at, in a wedding or whatever, you just kind of play along, even though if that's not what you're into, whatever. Um, uh, that's fine. But uh, I for whatever reason, it's it's. The guy's a genius as far as the way he talks at the points he brings up. And it also brought up um <laughs> there's a website that he play that he thinks is fantastic. I went to it and I, I haven't laughed so hard. I mean it's a real website and it is it's trying to disprove uh it basically says that prayer has the same power as a magic horseshoe. Uh it's www.whydoesgodhateamputees.com. Uh and basically the theory is if uh prayer was real then God would uh, let amputees grow their uh amputated limbs back. Uh, there's plenty of movies. I'm not going to start a uh, religious morality war. Yeah, I'm not here. even getting into this. Um, but it's it's a funny website nonetheless. You want to talk about Sutan? I'm game. You want to talk about? <laughs> I know. I just I just wanted to bring up the fact that I am indeed literate and that I read read a book and uh, I, I'm not pushing it on to anybody. I don't care. I was just putting it out there for. You know the four people that are listening who aren't, didn't turn off after they got angered by your Goron Sutan uh, uh, comments. So I'm like the Rosie O'Donnell of this show. <laughs> oh my uh, God, you certainly are. <laughs> <laughs> Let me count the ways. Yeah, because, wow. Because I say something inflammatory, and then people tune in because I've said something inflammatory. Hey, that's your bit, though. That's your character <laughs> on the show. Man. You should be the next guest on the View. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man, don't even I could make so many terribly terribly <laughs> offensive jokes right now. But since I'm a civilized person, I will not do it. And I will say I love the view. <laughs> uh 432 uh or Impact Happy Hour or of course, if you ever want to submit material for us to talk about and you're too shy to get on the air, you can either do it via AOL Instant Messenger or just email me brock at impact89fm.org. We love to talk about everything and uh, we love having everybody a part of the show. Uh by the way, another interesting website before we get into the Oscars that I ran into, uh popthatzit.com. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting, but uh they have it broken down into a hierarchy so that you can choose to look at videos and pictures of uh, back zits, uh, neck zits, uh, shoulder zits, arms Back knee, nice. if you will. Back knee, nice, if you will. Nice, nice, um, nice. Amanda's in the uh, next studio uh, getting ready to vomit as we talk about this, so I know I'm on the right track what's, when what's it comes the, to good what's radio. What's the website again? It would be popthatzit.com. I think that's Akon's new single, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just uh, time wasters there. I always run across fantastic things, and I always mean to bring them up in the show because uh uh, there's always some interesting stories but uh nonetheless uh the oscars uh they happened on sunday i didn't watch them and if you watched um uh, the uh seth mcfarland hosted it it was kind of weird because seth mcfarland hosted the night uh sunday night lineup on fox but nothing was new so they were all they were all reruns um but uh one of his well his opening comments were congratulations 
uh, you're not watching the Oscars. That means you're not gay or something to that effect. So, huh, uh, interesting. Yeah. So you can't say that in high school, but you can say it on Fox apparently. Uh, but ba- basically what I think it was for was to push that. If you haven't seen on MySpace, there's a new, uh, animation short family guy. It's like late night with Brian and Stewie. Uh, and it's pushing the new, um, the new show written by Seth MacFarlane. Uh, oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. It has, one word title. Uh, uh, it's the thirty-year-old guy that lives at home. Yeah. It looks like it'll be on the, the winter. Air. The winter. That's winter. right. Yeah. It'll be on the air for about three weeks, uh, and then it'll get dropped. Yeah, it looks terrible. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look good at all. So um, that was interesting, but uh, I did not catch any of the Oscars, though. Uh, from what I hear, they were fairly interesting. Scorsese with his first Oscar. It's about stinking time. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Scorsese won. Uh, well, The Departed won Best Picture and um, Best Director. Um, so that was that was really cool. Um, Ellen DeGeneres was the the How host. Was she? she was surprisingly good. Really? Um, yeah, she was surprisingly good. She wasn't nearly as abrasively funny as John Stewart last year. John Stewart was just bitingly hilarious, and he was very political, of course, as you would well, expect yeah. from John Stewart. Whereas Ellen DeGeneres, she didn't make a single joke at anybody's expense the whole night. Really? Not a single one. And uh, but she she was funny. She was light. Um, she had a couple of really funny bits. From the the broadcast was four hours long. Oh my god! It was god. four hours. And that's they that's show only showing the, that's only showing what half of the awards. Not even that. They, they show a lot of the technical stuff. They showed um, I think two of the technical awards. Um, yeah, they have to have a whole another ceremony for the technical awards. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was four hours. And most of it was really, really boring. <laughs> but the highlight was um, a bit that Will Ferrell started off, and the the bit was he was singing about what it's like to be a uh, comedian at the Oscars. And then he, uh, Will Ferrell, is lamenting the fact that um, a comedian will will make huge amounts of money at a box office and everybody will love his movie but he will never get recognized for for his movies at the oscars and then jack black comes in and starts singing with him and then uh john c Riley comes in and starts <laughs> singing and they have a uh, i don't know what you call it when it's a duet but three of them a truet is yes, what they call a that a truet they had a truette about what it's like to be a comedian at the Oscars, and it was it was the highlight bit of the night. They had a lot of like flashbacks and whatnot to. Were there any good dead people? Uh, as far as like the dead people monologue, usually a highlight. This year there was nobody cool. Um, the dad from uh, Christmas Story apparently was in the one this year. Uh, he died in the past year. It just it just didn't it just didn't do it for me. Um, I usually like that part. Uh, the 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 opening bit was really funny, and then the the Jack Black bit, and that was that was really the highlights. Besides, you know, the last forty five minutes when they give away all the the meat the meat awards, you know. Yeah, we uh we were in here earlier. We have a another uh not quite impact alum, but he's an MSU telecom alum that routinely wins Oscars pretty much every year. Oh, the sound design <clears throat> guy for twenty four. Yes, and he didn't win this year uh because the the guys who mixed uh Showgirls. Uh, won this year 
uh, or Dream Girls. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like Showgirls. No, I was I like Dream Girls. And I get the Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, I get those two mixed up. I don't know why, but um, they, if uh, you can actually go to uh, Oscar.com and you can watch the uh, press interviews. And uh, the guy who won basically, like, S-canned the other nominees, like, right on the video telling, uh, saying that this one guy's been nominated 19 times and he's never won. What would you say to him? And the guy's like, well, he's an okay mixer, but he should get out of the business and he should should get, uh, start working somewhere else or something. It's, uh... Apparently, it's caused a slight uproar in the audio uh, field in the L.A. area. <laughs> the sound the sound Oscars were a tough field. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth was nominated. Um, they had a fantastic the, uh, score, by the yeah, way, as the, well. The Flags of Our... Uh, actually, it was Letter from Iwo Jima that was nominated for, for sound score. mixing. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean was nominated for sound mixing. Um, and sound Dream mixing Girls, or... or um music or no not these aren't the music ones these no, aren't the but i don't they, the movies uh movie oscars don't have music awards as far as like best score best no they do yeah okay. they do the the best original song was uh melissa etheridge's song for an inconvenient truth oh right there's yeah. a surprise she she won how many awards did inconvenient truth win two that i counted that were on <laughs> that's that. it uh best wow. documentary feature and then the best song that surprises me. I would have figured it would have won more. That's big, though. I mean, for for a documentary. Well, for I mean, for an, for an event that's so highly political, you watch like the the Emmys and the uh, or not the Emmys, but the uh, the Grammys and the Dixie Chicks win like six awards or something like that. Yeah, but I'm not sure. In in my recollection, I'm not sure if a documentary has ever won. Uh, best original song so that's kind of a big deal yeah, okay well i'll give you that so uh were you all up in the uh, red carpet fanfare seeing what everybody was wearing dr kilometer uh you know that's always i'm sorry an enjoyable... seeing, seeing who everybody was wearing that's I'm always sorry. an enjoyable part of the night however uh <laughs> i, I man, wasn't as into it as i have been i past. accidentally saw a close-up on joan river's face oh man, isn't that bad she's either a burn victim or been in a wind tunnel but i'm, I'm just gonna put this out there i don't want to spread rumors but i think she's had some work done no, i don't think so that you haven't turned into a pillar of salt by now i That's don't think true. so i i don't i, I don't know uh, her her daughter's totally nasty too by the way Altogether, uh, can't get really any dis- bit of the river's jeans and look good no there's no it's it's or biologically impossible yeah it's easily easily the worst oscars i've ever seen though in terms of entertainment value do they have any? Do they usually have any like people performing at the Oscars, or is that explicit? Well, yeah, they usually have um, all of the people that all of the recording artists that originally do the songs right. perform, and they did that this year, but it just wasn't the same. Um, a couple, they were sad songs. Um, the Melissa Etheridge song was sad. Uh, there was a song the from Earth Cars. Earth is gonna burn. You're all yeah. gonna die. There was a song from Cars <laughs> that was Randy Newman and James Taylor, and that was really boring. Um, there was a song from Dreamgirls that Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson sang, mm. and that was just yeah, exactly, just boring stuff. Yeah. So okay. Well, I'm glad I didn't waste my time watching. Uh, I don't think in my 27 years I've ever watched a single awards show, besides maybe the MTV Video Music Awards. Well, or, or... it's convenient to have a uh, DVR where I watched the four-hour awards in ten like, minutes, about an hour and a half, because yeah. you forward through all the fanfare and and all the commercials, and you just get to the good stuff. 
Uh, that reminds me, I need to tell you some, a, a trick about using DVR and winning contests on TV. Uh, I had somebody, a friend of or an acquaintance of mine, win recently. I'll tell you about that off the air because yes, I don't sir. think we need to, to uh, discuss it on the air. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, next week we're going to talk about spring break stories, uh, at least uh, for those of us who will still be here. Jeremy won't be here because you'll be in Boston. Boston. Boston, drinking beer at That's the bar. Right. Uh, Mr. Pat, are you going to be here? Studying for exams. Oh, Dr. Kilometer. Oh, I will be here. Okay, it's going to be uh, the the Brock and Dr. Kilometer show uh, next week I, on I Happy Hour. I may make a special guest appearance. That would be nice. We would appreciate it. Stay tuned. Uh, coming up next uh, for two hours, local music. Uh, it is the basement, and then of course at ten o'clock, the evilest, most evil, evilest. See, I do read uh, hours of radio in America, the hours of power with Puke Pile starting at ten o'clock. Uh, but uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. You're listening to Happy Hour right here on Impact eighty nine FM.